people to understand that there's so much to life whether you're the CEO or the janitor given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing oh you want to know me well I'm the man that you knew now you know all right well okay. welcome to the hour never podcast all things entrepreneurship people who just take life and kick it square in the ass with our special guests um the dads who lift I mean Thanks this, for having us. Oh, hey, yeah. I was on your show. That was awesome. So I mean, we'll have you guys on ours. And since we all use the same studio, this works out great. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think we were talking earlier uh, when we were out in the hallway about, you know, things that are relevant to people right now in business and whatnot. And I think podcasting and groups and all these things have become such a more prevalent thing in business today. And it's the questions we get a lot is like, how do you X, Y, Z? I'm like, well, you guys are proof. I mean, you started it. I mean, originally I was one, I was a first guest. guest. I was your first guest, first guest. through a, what were you, Skype? Was it Zoom? 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 Yeah. yeah. And it was through the computers and In I'm like. In his basement. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it all start? And then and how he got involved? Why don't you guys take us through the story? Well, we started the Dads Who Live group, which blew up to 30,000 guys. Jules started the Dads Who Live group. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't involved yet. So then it got to the point like, all right, well, how can you monetize this, right? Because yeah. I was looking to leave my job, focus on my business. You have 30,000 guys. It's like the perfect niche. So I'm thinking, all right, podcast, apparel. Did you like, start the group before you quit your job, your full-time job? Oh, yeah. You did? Yep. What? How many, I don't even know, how many, because it wasn't at 30,000 when you quit your full-time job. It was job, about 18,000. 18,000. Yeah. 18, so yep. the side hustle turns into the passion. That's, yep. that's just it. Turns exactly. Which turns into the paycheck. So exactly that. So then um, I was like, well, I need to get a podcast going, give these guys, build some rapport. That way maybe they'll buy a T-shirt. Maybe if they have some fitness goals, I can work with them on that sort of level. So I got with a guy in town, uh, Tim Gorham. I'm not sure if you oh, know yeah, him. I know Tim. But he had <laughs> yeah. style, fitness, and, and nutrition. So we went over there and shot a couple. And he was, uh, he's a loony tune, man. He's kind of a crazy dude. But yeah. it just turned into us going over Great there. Great guy, though. Great guy. Oh, We'd yeah. go over there Saturday afternoon and just get, like, blitzed. And then <laughs> I don't know why. I'd be worried to see or listen to the podcast later because I'm like, oh, I remember half of it. But he just kept feeding me whiskey the whole time. <laughs> Like my whole weekend. I remember watching now. the first couple, and yeah, you guys are just hammered the whole time. Yeah, and he's so polarizing too. He'll just start one off like I won't even do it to this podcast, but yeah, yeah. So we did that for a few times. He uh, ended up closing his gym down. So then yeah. I was like, well, I want to keep it going. I'll do it by myself on Zoom. But then I just felt like I was interviewing people, and yeah. I wasn't really building any rapport with people because I'm like a Jimmy Kimmel or yeah. So I'm like just asking people questions. So then I know Tyler's been super passionate about the group. He uh, helped grow the apparel. So I was like, man, why don't we do this together? And then, I mean, yeah, the rest is history. Tyler's not one to take shortcuts. So here I'm thinking like Zoom out of our basement bullshit. And he's like, no, I'm talking to this producer. He's done some good stuff. We're going to do this the real way. And thanks to you guys letting us use your studio yeah. until we're up and running. It's, it's just been a game changer. Well, that's fantastic. It's still been slow. 
It, well, it, you know, I mean, what, what it, it takes it, time. It, it takes time. I think right now, especially especially COVID and, and post COVID, like people are doing Zooms, people are doing podcasts, people have more time, people aren't traveling as much. And mm-hmm. I think it's and people in business are trying to find a way to to interact and build relationships. And I see this from a business aspect too, like you know, we're in retail and we're in membership businesses that I mean for us the relationships what makes the difference. That that's what makes oh, that's what maintains the yep. sale. So and this is just a way for us to reach people on a on a different kind of level. Um, and you know, like I, I had the pod. I mean, I, I was trying to do the podcast. I mean, I read Gary Vee, and I was like, I'm doing this. And with so your I bought cell phone and- with my cell phone, <laughs> and yeah, it, and then I bought little microphones off of make your own uh, podcast kit. And then it sounded like I was screaming from an, at an iPhone from 30 feet away, so I gave up. And uh, enter Chad. The Chad, and then uh, he's like, "Well, this is good stuff." I go, "Yeah, I have I no idea." I don't this shit. So, well, you know, and it was just uh, I mean, versus. If you look back to our first episode, which would be a year ago now, this month actually is our first episode. Making Chad um, sweat sitting in that office. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> he's running around with cameras that automatically shut off, so he has to kind of like turn one on, turn the other one off. We're running all over the place, and they're videoing us through the the the, the window over here, and it was it, we had nothing on the walls, and and it's been a progression. But I think it's like anything else, we just kind of. But I think for us is what we did was kind of awesome because you know we see what you guys do, you guys see what we do. We went out and did a podcast with Seth Rossi out in Pittsburgh. Yep. It was way bigger than me, obviously, and they have an unlimited budget, which is nice. And Chad Ch- goes, "You should see these cameras they got and the microphones." <laughs> and then I get this text from Chad. We come back that was a mile long. Well, you got to scroll through three times. And the big sales pitch: we need this new shit. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> I got American Express miles. Let's use them for something productive this time. So and that was, I mean, that's just it. It's a progression. You stepped in and then you guys started doing, you know, the, the more produced podcast. And I've just noticed a lot of changes. Yeah. So we, so when I actually came in, so I was a member of the group. Joel started the group. I didn't start the group, <clears throat> but I was one of the first members in the group because Joel was my, Joel was my trainer at the time. Um, so he's my fitness coach, my trainer, all that stuff. And so I got into the group, and then he started this apparel company, um, or the yeah, started the apparel company um, for the group. And I was like, oh fuck yeah, I, bu- I bought a shitload. I think I bought more than anybody Hell on yeah. the first day opening. <laughs> yeah, I think and, I made uh, like eight hundred bucks for my launch, and like six fifty of it was Tyler. Yeah, and again, it's like eighteen, twenty thousand guys. I'm thinking like, oh here we go, we're launching. Like, yep. get ready to retire. And yep. then it was like, Gata hooked me up. Everyone else was like. Nothing. It's like birds chirping, which you find out when you get into business happens a lot. Yeah. All the friends you think you had that don't actually exist. <laughs> right. We're, yeah. we're, it's one of the people you see at the gas station. What's up, man? Go get to see you. What's his name? I have no idea. And that's one of those suggestions we found in business. All, like when we started a gym. Oh, yeah. How many people said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah we'll be there. This is going to be so badass. We're going to be there. I, I have people, friends of ours who literally still don't have memberships, who still have never stepped foot in the gym. It's my best friends, my own family. Speaking of, I just relaunched the apparel, and I don't think you spent as much as I spent. Well, I got to see the fits first. Oh, God. <laughs> <What> a, <laughs> I got to see the quality I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see the fits. And we said that to a lot of our followers who message in entrepreneurs of ideas, especially the younger ones, the, the 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds who literally – equate the ability of success is how big their Instagram following is. Like, well, I have 10,000 friends. I go, do you? <laughs> I have five really good yeah, friends. Yeah, dude, my circle's small, so, man, real small. Well, and that's the thing, and I think, that, I go, if you think that that's going to translate into dollars, a lot of acquaintances, but yeah. people who are willing to spend money on what you do and believe in what you do is is the whole thing. It's a story that I've told before that I started my first retail store and I'm just jacked up and I've got, I've got 100 grand wrapped in this. This is my entire, this is everything I own. 
and no one comes in. Yeah, everyone's telling you they're gonna. Oh, uh, nobody comes. Not even my family and my parents. I don't care if they see this. Um, like they're like, and everybody one of those. He's still salty. I was saying well, about I'm this a, the I, other day. My well, family's not even well, subscribed to our well, podcast. Oh no! I was like, what kind of bullshit is <laughs> no, this? I was my, thinking about this on a bike no, ride my, yesterday. My, my, I'm sure my mom is now because I watched her, made her do it in front of me. She yeah. may have unsubscribed since then, but whatever. But so the thing was, like, it, my, my my stepdad was funny because he goes, "It's one of those slap on the back." How's it going? I'm like, look at me like I'm depressed, like you feel bad for me. So what I did was I told my staff this story. It was about three, four months in business, and we were getting our ass kicked. I mean, handily, I was, I was months away from bankruptcy. And I just looked at my dad. He goes, how's it going? I go, it's awesome. He's like, what? So I go, busy. it just went through. It's been so busy. Like, I barely have a chance to take, 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 take a piss during the day. It's crazy. Like, Which it's, anyone with a business uh, will tell you. Well, yeah. it, Anytime someone asks me how business is going, it's even if it's dog great. shit, it's, it's busy. like... Oh, because people want great. to be around, and, and his thing is, and all of a sudden, like five or six of his friends came in over the next week. Because my, my own parents didn't want to send their friends to a business that's a loser. Yep. And I realized people want to be around success. As much yep. as you want to take social media and all the Fake things it and, all, you make it, man. And, and all the negativity and all that bullshit, people really are attracted to positivity. People yep. want to be around successful people, and they want to be part of that success. So I told my staff, every person ever worked for me, I go, I don't care if you haven't seen a single soul all day. You will tell them that you just that had your first busy. break. You've been busy as shit. And we even had it at the store once with Shane and I. Where we literally had a great day going. And some lady's like, I don't know. And I'm like, we've had 18 people in here today, and they've all bought. Do not break the streak. She goes, oh, okay, I'll buy it. I'm like, holy shit, that worked. You know, but I'm like, but people want to be around success. And so it's one of those, like, it's like a fake it to you make people hate that expression. No, I 100% believe no, it. No, dude, I love fake it to you. You have to do it so much and believe in yourself so much. Nobody else is going to believe in it if you don't believe in you. Mm-hmm. I tell my wife all the time and my kids, I, I'm a big fan of me. Not in an egotistical way. No, she may say it differently. But, you know, if I don't like it, I get shit for it when I put my own, my own podcast yeah. posts. And I like it right away. They go, you liked your own shit. I, I do, go, too. I, I don't like my, my own shit, shit too. You like I do it, too. Shit. I do it, too. And there's actually algorithms. Hey, on no li- like. One like looks better than no likes. The funny thing right? is, when you post it on LinkedIn, I don't know if you guys have done much with LinkedIn yet, but I do. I do really well on LinkedIn. That's where a lot of my stuff comes from, actually, is LinkedIn. Yeah, I've written really hard on LinkedIn the last year. Is all like When I like my post, it gets way more traffic. So we actually had it with my assistant to post it. She didn't like the post. She didn't like her own shit on my own channel. And I'd have like six or seven. As soon as I liked it, I'd have 50, 60, 70. I don't know what it is, so don't. Herd mentality. They, just people they, don't want to like, yeah. if they get be the first over, one. they don't want to be the only uh, the one. The only too. one. And, yeah. you know, and it's, that, it's that uncomfortable um, you know, little thing where like, I'm the only one that liked it. Why is that? Is there something in here I didn't watch? Is there something, <laughs> you know, and maybe people right now. You got to believe in shy. yourself, man. I, I've do. told this story on, on our podcast, but. When I first started my first company like 11 years ago, uh, TMG Enterprises, which at the time was TM Gata LLC, Lawn Snow Landscape Company, um, you know, I had a few accounts my first uh, summer, started by myself. I mean, it was just me mowing, doing landscaping by myself. And that first winter, I ended up getting in front of a huge complex that had just, uh, was just constructed, Midtown Crossing. And that was the first winter that it was going to be built. And I got an opportunity to sit in front of the owner and the board to present why they should let me do the snow removal. And I walked in that fucker like I owned the place. I mean, I got all the equipment. I've got everything. Little did they know that I was actually running out of my house that had a barn. (laughs) And I had one truck, one trailer, one mower, no skid loaders, one plow. Like, legit. Are you going to make it work? No. Me and one guy at that point, I think, is what it was. And, I mean, I'm talking this place took, like, 50 shovel guys, like, six skid loaders, plow trucks, like, 14 dump trucks every time we hauled it. Um, And uh, I I didn't lie because I could handle it, but but I basically oversold and, and, you know, act like I owned it. 
acted like I owned it and like I could get it done, which I did. And I sold it and I got that as my first snow contract, my first big snow contract. And that really paced my whole career because mm-hmm. I ended up making over a quarter million dollars that winter just in snow removal. And so that Michael. set my whole company from there. I just took off and, you know, I found what I've always told, you know, I'm building another company now with a different partner and uh, he's always like, you know, how, how much can we take on? You know, where do I stop? Where do I, what about this? Should I take this? Should I take that? I don't ever turn down work. Ever. Jump and ever, and ever, ever. On the way down with like, we'll figure out how, well, what if we get too much? Then we'll fucking figure out how to get it done. We'll yeah. hire subs. We'll Good do whatever problems. we need to do. Yep. I don't ever turn down business. No, I agree with hundred percent. And that's just uh, like with us, it's been changing with the ever landscape of retail because there's contracts we're locked in and it's, I want an owner around. Mm-hmm. That's why it's for me partners. They're like, why'd you let them partner up? I'm like, because they care as much as I do now. Now, their right. ass is on the line. Right. And even though we've taken the financial burden on some of these companies significantly higher, we've had equal ownership because I need somebody else who gives a shit who's going to watch my back. And that's the same thing. Like, we had a chance to open up a shop down in Florida and ended up not working out at the time. And I'm like, that's a long ways away for me to own something with no eyes on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's really hard. That's why my major competitors have all gone bankrupt in the last few weeks. Vitamin Shop, GNC, all of them. Because absence of ownership doesn't work. Owners give a shit. Mm-hmm. And that's where I say, so I want to be self-employed. I'm like, you're good. Like, what do you mean? Because you are going to find a way to make it work. It's the same difference as having an employee versus an owner. I've always said this, like on our store's retail shelf. I go, if I tell my managers, I go, just for one second, I want you to imagine you emptied your bank account and you put all your money you have left in the world on that wall. What are you going to do to make sure that shit moves so you can feed your kids tomorrow? I said, if you take that mentality, a certain sense of urgency takes over. A certain sense of, I'll do whatever it takes yeah, you to can't, earn it. You take can't out of the equation, and it becomes like, <clears throat> the, how do I make this happen? This is how yeah. I got in such... So the thing is, my realtor was in... where His episode airs tomorrow, but he was in last week. He's like, yeah, well, you were big. He goes, it's been all like eight months after you opened, you got huge. I go, well, that's because the only way I can market was go to the gym. So I trained at three different gyms every single day for eight months. And I just, and I was only 29, so I still had some hormones left in my body. I just swolled right down. I was 307. It was Damn. not, and it was, I was like, and people were like, oh, you're big. I'll buy some of your, because it looked like one of those, like, yeah, I want to yeah. be big. I'm like, the realist, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you I go to three different gyms a day, and that's all I do. <laughs> but I, the gyms won't let me in. They didn't know who I right. was. I'm just some, you know, run-of-the-mill, fly-by-night nutrition company or whatever. I'm just walking around passing out free samples like a drug dealer under the table <laughs> giving trainers free shit, you know? So, well, and I was kind of interested, like, you guys tell me about your group on Facebook because I haven't been involved in groups on Facebook much, but it is a big movement of Facebook between groups and watch, which I'm still figuring out watch myself. But in the groups-wise, you guys got the chance to kind of travel a little bit with that when Facebook with this last year. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I initially started the group, like Tyler said, because Amy was like six months pregnant at the time. I just got into fitness coaching the year prior, and I was working with a business coach that was talking about the power of having a niche. So at first, I was working at a transportation brokerage, and I was like, oh, we have like 25,000 trucker emails I can solicit on email. So the original group was like for truckers. Yeah. And I found out real quick that, like, they don't really care about fitness, <laughs> which reflects a lot of time, right? <laughs> so after, like, running it for a couple months with that, seeing no growth, I was like, all right, well, Amy's pregnant. Like, half the guys I'm training right now, Tyler included, they're all dads. Like, you just, the dad bod's a real thing. You have kids. Responsibilities change. 
So it was kind of a half and half of like finding a niche for myself and my business and the other half of like, all right, when Kennedy, my daughter, does get here, I can kind of create this mastermind and get around guys that have been successful navigating that and um, just kind of pick their brain and be around them. And um, so I invited all the dads that lift that I know in Omaha. It was about 150 guys in there. And then I would just sit on Instagram hashtags Dads who lift, dads that lift, strong dads, gym dads, fit dads, like literally anything I could think of. I had a big list of them and I would just hustle, probably send like 250, 300 messages a day. Just like, hey, Tim, saw your profile. You should check our group out, man. It's badass. You want the link? And as soon as you responded, I'd get you the link. Um, So that was up until about 10,000 guys just grinding every day. And then I woke up one day and it was like 500 people pending requests. I'm like, what the hell? Accepted them all. Uh, Next day, 450. So I looked and I put dads in the search bar. And like, if you put dad in the search bar in groups, we were like the second one to pop up. So Facebook was just shuttling all these guys in now. Yeah. And I could kind of sit back and relax a little bit. And it's just been, there's been up and downs, peaks and valleys, but it's definitely uh, still growing. It's still growing every day. And we really don't have to do much. Facebook's pushing a lot of those guys to us. Yep. Well, I think, and also for Facebook and their com- their competitive edge right now, the groups, and that's that's a big thing for them because it's not something that's not on Twitter, it's not on Snap, it's not on the other platforms in YouTube that they don't own, and it's a big thing. And I know that Facebook Watch is a new thing, and I don't know if you guys have done much with that with the podcast. Oh, we haven't. I kind of funnel most of my shit to YouTube just because. They monetize. And uh, <laughs> right. I made five bucks. There That's you go. That's about it. But, you know, um, it, it's, it's, you guys got the chance to fly out, too, to, to meet with Facebook groups. Correct? Yeah, so Facebook actually got a hold of Joel, um, and they were talking to Joel about sending us out to some conference for to promote uh, Facebook groups. And at first, you know, Joel tells me about it, and it went on for a while. There was a few, there was some communication, then some time would lapse and some more communication. And I'm thinking in my head, like, yeah, right. This is bullshit. Me too. Yeah. There's no fucking way, you know, nothing's going to come of this. And so finally it's like, they keep, they come back and communicate more, communicate more. And it's like, shit, this might actually happen. So it gets down to it and they actually flew us out. So they flew us out for a Facebook, um, basically like a small group conference. Um, they had some reporters that they had there, some, some fitness magazines, mm-hmm. Um, and it was us and what, like four or five other Facebook groups. Yeah. New York city, which was, yep. and they put us up and, oh man, they, I mean, they paid for flights. They paid for, gave us money for Uber. They paid, put us up in a sweet hotel in Manhattan. Um, Ritzy hotel, uh, paid for everything, paid for uh dinner the one night. I mean, it was, it was a great trip, but, um, yeah, we basically stood up and told our stories about, you know, where we come from, um, how we got to where we're at why we started the group, what the group does for people. Um, and you know, it, it was a pretty small conference. I, nothing ever actually came of it. Like I don't never heard of any reporters or anything <laughs> that published anything or did anything with it, but it was still a cool experience just to sure, fly out to yeah. New York. It was the first time I had been to New York. So it was just, it Zuckerberg's was, got that F you money. He doesn't, he'll fly yeah, everyone yeah, out. That's true. Care. Use it or not. Yeah, that's true. So, but it was cool. I mean, it was a great experience and we got to meet some really good people and some cool people too. So, so then we went on a second trip, which was just me and Tyler. It was, um, man, 
what is it? Man, man, uh, menfluential, menfluential. Yeah. With alpha M the yeah. YouTube guy. And, yeah. uh, so we went out there and we go into this convention, which is just all guys. And I'm like, all right, like get out of your comfort zone. I shake the first Atlanta. guy's hand that I see yeah, yep. in Atlanta. We're in the convention. I'm like, all right, I shake the first guy's hands I see. And he's like, Joel, dude, I'm in, I'm in dad's who lift. I, yep. I bought one of your fitness programs. Juan Solo. Yeah. So Solo. we're across the country. Literally the first guy we say what's up to, he's like, yeah, I'm in the dad's who lift. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty nuts. Well, that, that, there that was, was a few cool. people and, there. And, and that's that the, the kind of thing that gives that motivation to go back and grind. Even when you get tired, you know, and you get that motivation, like, oh, I'm doing some shit right. Yeah. We did that when she, we went on her little baby moon in January the previous year. We get on to Phoenix, and we've looked at doing stores in Phoenix. It just hasn't happened yet. We, so we go into this ritzy-ass mall. you got a store everywhere you want to retire, right? Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, travel <laughs> for free. So we go in this mall, and this is like, you know, North Scottsdale, Fountain Hills area in this mall. It's like we roll up in this. We rented a, a new Jeep, right? And everything else is the Maseratis and the Benz. I'm like, I feel like we should go park back by the help, you know? Like, I feel out of place. <laughs> go in this mall, and there's a GNC in this mall. Which is proof why GNC's bankrupt now. But that's a whole other thing. So <laughs> we walk in. I'm like, I need to get some energy drinks because apparently my parents are allergic to caffeine or whatever. But I got it. I mean, I need my. I need. I need at least six hundred. They're college students. They party all night. They party all. They sleep all day because they're retired. PM. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, like I had to dry out after that trip. Anyways, <laughs> so I go in there and and the guy looks at me and this is Northern Phoenix. He goes, "You're not opening a store here, are you?" I look at him, I go, dude knows who I am. I'm like, I go, no, I'm good. And next thing you know, like he'd been following some of the stuff I've been writing on entrepreneurship. I hadn't even started the podcast yet. I'd done, I'd done a lot of speaking engagements, which had been on video, but I hadn't done a podcast. I wrote some articles and whatnot. And so we ended up talking to him and his assistant manager about side hustles and how to make it work. And like an hour-long conversation in the middle of this Ritzy S mall. I'm like, you guys got customers? He goes, we never have customers here. And that's so why I was like... How much do you pay in rent here? You probably can't tell me. He goes, I'll tell you, Mr. Rexius. I'm like, oh, my God, they call me wow. Mr. Rexius. You know, I'm like geeking out. And he goes, we paid $12,000 a month here. I go, oh, my God. That's why GNC's bankrupt. That's wow. crazy. But it was just, it was one of those that came back. I go, I go, I'm doing 10 times as much. And that's when the podcast, I'm like, I'm going to do, I'm going to double down on social because I'd already been building my social for a decade anyway. So I had a very big following on Instagram and Facebook, but which made it easier for me to launch the podcast mm-hmm. and all this other dumb shit that I do. But well, yeah, all the late nights, all the extra work it's all worth it for that like two well, minutes it, it of, is but, but like, I like like what you said I think the younger people who listen to this the younger entrepreneurs who are looking how to do this what you said is you literally went and Instagram DM people oh, one yeah. by one yep to build up your net and it, it took a while to you ever 10,000 to all of a sudden yeah. boom and exploded and I tell people the same thing with videos and stuff too like it, we didn't have a lot and all of a sudden boom we just it just it happens and you don't know when it's gonna happen. It could be one year, could be five years. Rexy's happened the same thing. I met her six years ago and I had we had I had like four or five locations running. I had three corporate stores, I had like three franchises. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm cocky. I'm like, yeah, I'm big time, whatever. All in Nebraska. And all in Nebraska, that was it. Within a year and a half of meeting her, we were in five states. Literally, wow. it was boom. We went from six locations to 16, literally. And I mean, having a wife that's absolutely kick ass and pushes me, but having a team. And, but it was a lot of work. We had done a lot of the groundwork we had laid, and all of a sudden it was boom. And I was telling everybody, when's that boom going to happen? I go, no, he's going to keep your head down and keep grinding. Yeah, stay the course, man. That, that's do. how I feel with our podcast, too. Yeah. I mean, our podcast is still fairly new. 
Um, I, I think it's going very well. I, I know that we're putting out good content and we get a lot of people that y- y- we, we have a great following already. Um, but it's still definitely a lot slower than, well, than I want to see. Well, well see it this way. And it was, we, we talked earlier because you guys, I was on yours. I shared it on my yep. channel. And we were at 8,400 to 11,000 views in about five days. And on my awesome. channel, we had like 110 views. <laughs> Here's funny. Funny ass story. So we'd only the have. The same like, fucking we, video. No, we, we, <laughs> were about, we were about six episodes in. And John Meadows came to town last year in September, October. We were only been doing podcasts for three months. I'm at maybe. 800 maybe a thousand followers at that point and most of them are my staff i told them they had to follow me or they were fired and my family members and my kids every last one so anyway so like we we had he was on we had a good you know a couple hundred views maybe six seven it was really good for me i was super excited um and i'm like hey john share that and we kept tagging him nobody tagged and they finally john took the whole podcast like a month or two later yeah probably december and put it on his channel i think right now it's at ninety thousand views Jesus. And the thing I got over the next two months, though, because you can track all that at it, was I got thousands of users, like followers of his page, Mm -hmm. to come over to mine. So the same exact thing you're talking about literally happened to me last fall. Nice. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I need guests. I need people. Like, it it was funny. Chad and I were talking. Well, Joe Rogan says he never has anybody who's on who's bigger than him, at least the same level. I'm like, I want people way bigger than me. Because, A, it motivates me. And, two, I want want their splash. You know, I want their splash. I do. And it's like for a podcast, we've been a big thing I want to people doing podcasting because it is something most of us it costs us money oh we've yeah. talked about yeah, this it costs, a lot it costs of time it costs yeah. us money and time and i'm not getting like people you're going on youtube i've made twenty dollars yeah i guarantee i've spent thousands but this is my passion it feeds my soul it yeah. does that's I where love it's helping. it is and it does yep. it makes me happy to do it because i wish i'm trying to be what i needed at that point in time for somebody else and 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 that's the thing it it you know, we, we, we grow it organic. We keep putting the time. People don't understand. Like there's no, nobody's, there's no check. Zuckerberg ain't cutting me checks for shit. Google ain't sending me nothing. I mean, we're doing this just to add value. It man. is to add value. You know? So I think a lot of people are in podcasting right now. I think you're going to see that fall off over the next eight, eight to 12 months. And all those who have made it, who've created good quality content, audio and video, and that's, and that's the thing. Like right now, video's been down. That's my first video to pop up in a while. It's done really well. My audios have been through the roof, but I think people were just kind of off. Yeah, our SoundCloud is, we have more more views on I our think SoundCloud. I think a lot of people are back to work. I think a lot of people just don't want to watch social media right now because of the immense amount of negativity. Either the people are just right. with politics and you got the election coming up and yeah, and all those things. I look back and talk to John Meadows. I've talked to a few of the, like, Gar- the Gary Vee staff, like, people like that I've reached out to, and Tony Robbins staff. I, I've done the internship for them as well. And, and they said every election year, they get around beginning of summer into the fall, all their video shit dies because people are just so sick of political ads. And it's a lot right now, especially you had a coronavirus on top of it and people just don't have anything to do with it. We're so. still laying the groundwork, though. Dude, you okay, know, you I, have I, it, I feel because good about everything we're doing. And, and when people do come on and when it does blow up, because it's going to blow up, um, we'll have 100 fucking videos in there they oh, go yeah. back and watch. You know, yeah. it's not like it blew up and there's only 10 videos. Like, what are these guys? Well, you, you know? watched the Gary Vee talked about when he did uh, in the wine library. It was He was how many hundreds of episodes in before he finally went boom. And they yep. said people always like, wait for the boom. You can keep your head down. But the fact that you talked, you talked about you one by one. Yep. And now what you guys do in your group, you guys, I, I love what you guys do. I follow your group. What's up? So uh, <laughs> uh, We appreciate it. So um, you guys actually welcome the new members to a group of 30,000 people. And you guys sit there and welcome the new members every time. I think that is the coolest thing I've yep. ever seen. 
Um, yeah. I mean, what's the big goal? I guess to, at, out of the group is just all of it. I mean, obviously, it makes some fun, makes money. You have some apparel. You're going to have some. Hopefully, we get the podcast get monetized. But and I, mean, I don't want to make it sound selfish. That I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. That is most of the reason I started because I was like, all right, well, if I create this crowd, if you start a YouTube channel, as we're finding out, or a podcast, or just try to blow up your Instagram, it becomes the Joel Staley show, and you got to always be on. But what's really nice about the Facebook group is if you start it and other people start posting, you can almost like step out of it and run it kind of like a business and everyone else is doing all the hard work. And that crowd is just continuing to build. So, I mean, for the um, it is nice having that big group of people. I don't even post in it all that much. I don't even solicit in it like almost never. But I do like being a part of it because I hear from guys that. They go to work all day. They have nothing in common with the people in their office. They're the guys bringing the chicken and broccoli and rice, and, like, yeah. everyone else is eating the pizza party. And they go home. They got their wife and kids. They don't really quite get it either. But now they have a place they can just plug into for a little bit, have access to all these other guys who are very similar. They want to talk about the same stuff. They can vent, ask questions, see yeah. what's working for other people. So it did start off as kind of a selfish thing. And I've just watched it blossom into this beautiful thing of, like, it's just a getaway for dads who well, like to well, lift. It is. And I've seen it. And the thing is, I've, I've been getting more into groups as well, not just that one. But, you know, we've had, we have a supplement owners group, which mm-hmm. is uh, all people who are in retail stores. And we are now combining together to fight back against the bullshit in my industry. And then there's another one, a supplement brand, because I also own a brand. We have a little group. And I'm like, also, I'm seeing so much value in these groups that oh, because yeah. it is, it's people like-minded that are dealing with the same shit, advice, whatever. Especially, I think, in a personal group like Dads Who Lift, I think m- mental health awareness is, is huge because oh, yeah. you, if you, you can't talk to your family, maybe there's nobody around you you work with or whatever, but there's a group of people you can reach out to that, I mean, I think I think the majority of people have good intentions. I think the majority of people are decent people. And if you can put out like, hey, guys, I'm struggling. And I've seen that in your group where people are like, keep it up, man. Just keep your head we, up. We, Whatever. created a community man yeah it's it's a community where people can um be them be their best selves and uh i mean guys have fun guys talk shit you know there'll be some banter going back and forth but for the most part wife wednesday is always yeah wife wednesday is a hit but but for the most part tim hasn't ever posted to wife wednesday <laughs> nope. don't worry the new, uh, but but for I the most part it's like them all. yeah right <laughs> no but for the most part it's uh it's just a group where people can uh feel free to be themselves um, you know, uh, they do feel like they can they can post or talk about things that they can't talk about with other people. You know, there's some things that you just, I mean, depending on how your relationship is, but there's some things that you might not want to share with your wife or you don't want to share with your mom or your buddies or whatever. And you can share it in the group and get support and figure out how 30,000 other people did it, you know? And one thing, when I came into the group, before I came into the group and, and Joel was running it, it was a little more wild, like wild, wild, wild west. west is what people call it, you know, it was... <laughs> It was a little more crazy, a little, uh, I'd still say that we're not really regulated. I mean, it's still, but there's no bowling. If you're being a douchebag, yeah, we're going to kick you yeah, out. You're out. You, yeah. But, but for the most part, we tried to let it kind of run, but it was like really fucking running. It was more of like a, a shit talking group than it was like actually, actually people yeah. trying to help. So when I came in and I became part of the company and, um, uh, you know, the apparel and the, and the, uh, the podcast and the group, Joel and I sat down, actually had dinner and we talked about, you know, Hey, we got to get, 
we need to get this to where it's adding, not only adding value to us, but adding value to everybody that's in this group, you know? And so, uh, we started regulating a little bit more. We started posting the rules. We started putting up posts like, Hey, you know, there's a way to be constructive, to add constructive criticism to somebody and, and help them. And there's a way just to be a dick and a douche, you know, we're not going to we're not going to yeah, and flex on people because you know how yeah. it is when some guys are like all jacked up. They think they know everything. They've seen oh, some I've good kicked, results. I've kicked a few out of my gym. Oh, yeah, uh, I like, I, the, it's not, that's the reason we created. So our we wanted too. to get it to where it was more of a place where people feel comfortable. So there's still banter, but there's still fun. There's still people kick, you know, talking shit. But for the most part, it's a community where people are together, oh, like-minded, and growing. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, and we actually saw a big when we first did that. We had a big fucking up. Uprival, uprival, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we we lost a few thousand members when we first started doing that. You know, guys, oh, this is bullshit. The group was better before, you know. And so, uh, actually, Joel was the one because I was a little bit worried about it. I, you know, I'm this new guy coming in making waves, and Joel's like, just stay the course, man. It'll be all right, you know. Let these guys get out, boot them, you know. And so we did. We lost some members, but it it, it filled back in. We lost what we didn't need. Trim the fat. Yeah, and yeah. it filled well, back in with well, what we needed. And I think that's with you know? any business or group or whatever it be. Like, you like you allow certain things to happen when you're first starting. You're like, yeah, I don't like him either or her, but, but we need I, it. I need it. Yeah. And we had that yeah. at the gyms especially, and then we got to a certain size. We're like, yeah, that's over with. Yeah. It just has to go. Like, I, it, it is what it is. And, it, but, and that's and all business owners listening to this, like, that's part of the process. Like, yeah, sometimes you have to... And people say the customer's always right. No, ninety nine percent of the customers are wrong, but they have to think they're right, and exactly. you have to eat some crow. Twenty percent of your clients it. are going to give you eighty percent of your shit. Absolutely, every time. absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing is, and it's people are like you're always so calm. You give you're too forgiving. I'm like, no, I've just been doing this for so long that I understand that me proving my ego or flexing on somebody is not going to make me any money. It's not going to do me any good. Why? Right. I'm going to feel good about telling you off for about five seconds, and I'm like, oh shit. Special with you know, social like media no, here. If they go home and blast your gym and say, "I was minding my own business," and Tim came up and bullied me, and that's just it. And it, it's one of those that I just, you know, it, it's it, that's also a great thing for me is having my wife. So we pick and choose who's going to be better off to go handle a certain situation. It's kind of nice. And you may come the other day. You're starting to have some women follow in mm-hmm. some of these things, and yeah. which is awesome. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, what do you think contributed to that change? I don't know, man. On we, the podcast, right? Not in the group. Yeah, yeah, no, the group is guys only. Yeah, the group, we don't let women in. But um, on the podcast, I've seen more females watching the podcast, subscribing and following the podcast than, I I wouldn't say more, but a lot more than normal than guys. And I I don't really know what it is. I I know what it is. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I want to, I mean... We're a Dads Who Live group, so ultimately our podcast is called Dads Who Live just because that's what our group is. Yeah. But really, our podcast is for everybody. I mean, it's a like-minded podcast. Anybody that wants to grow, we talk about parenting, we talk about business, we talk about growth, we talk about mindset, fear. I mean, any really all the shit that Joel and I are struggling with and, and dealing with in our day-to-day lives, that's what we bring up because if we're struggling with it, other people are struggling with it too. You know, And if we can shed some light on it or give a solution to it or help somebody, then that's what we're there to do. Well, and so. That's, and that's and it's not just you guys. So like we had uh, Kath Darrison and Jen Maher on a couple weeks ago with Fempreneur. It's a female entrepreneurs group specifically detailed. And, and I think people were a little surprised to have them on. I go, why? I have three daughters and a right. wife who are all, I mean, she's an entrepreneur. My oldest daughter's an entrepreneur. Like I'm glad they have a group that's just for them that they can get advice from. And then two, I'm watching what they post. And somebody else had, had asked me a question, why? Because that's another customer. Mm-hmm. It's another customer for me. I need to understand their psyche, their what, 
Oh, what the hell just broke? Somebody else broke behind the studio. <laughs> Studio's falling apart, folks. <laughs> Got to raise our price. Anyways, uh, but I, I want to I want to know what's in their head. I want to know what's going on. I want to know if there's something benefiting that I think if I maybe I see something they're doing that I think would benefit my wife. You Absolutely. Know, I think that or your gonna, it's going to go both ways, and I yep. think there's nothing wrong with any of it. And you, you can know, learn it from everybody. You That's can learn you from find absolutely out. every person. Yeah, and I mean the name's dead to live, but yeah, our podcast. I I personally believe our podcast could bet benefit anybody, even even if you're not a parent. You know, not everything that we talk about is parenting related. You know, it's mainly just growth minded, and that's what we're here to do is just add value to people's lives. I'm gonna say you can put parenting into every. Whether oh, you're absolutely! A business owner and for your employees, or we call our employees our kids. Yeah, because they, they are. <laughs> you know, virgin members are our kids. <laughs> well, it, it, that's also true. Actually, at this point in time, it, it just it's I how we mom look. The shit out of everybody. She does mom the shit out of everybody. <laughs> I mean, you do. No, I So with you, and, and you're and you're married, and you've got a daughter, and I mean, how does that? Uh, is that is your wife involved at all? She kind of lets you do your thing with this. Does she help? Is she she's very supportive of the. Uh, she's the supportive time? now that we're making money. That's for <laughs> sure. Okay. She was a little uh, rightfully so. He also did tell shit. her that he was going to quit his job when he did. He so just did it. It was about a six month to year thing where I would casually bring it up, like on date night at dinner, like, "Hey, here's my deadline. I, I'm going to leave Kirsch. I'm going to do this." And she was like, "You're making such good money." We got a baby on the way. Like, you haven't made any money with this. What are you thinking? Um, yeah, you were doing like $5,000 a year or something. Or Yeah, I made 3000 my first year. Yeah. And 10000 my second year. Yeah. So rightfully so. But I saw the potential in it. Yeah. And um, so I had all these big dreams, and I'm just going to work every day. I work for the best company. Love my owners. I work with all my buddies. Make good money. It's like... And every day I'm just sitting in this cubicle looking out the window, looking at like, wow, there's a whole big world out there I could be exploring, but I can't because I'm trapped here. Like not even really keeping busy, just watching the clock. So it got to the point that I'm coming home every night and just fucking drinking. I'm just like, I'm so over this. I wanted more than this. Yeah. And um, more than he drinks every night now. Yeah. More than, more than, <laughs> more than usual. These are celeb- celebratory <laughs> drinks now. But um, so, yeah, Kennedy came along and then she was on baby leave for a couple months. And then it was Kennedy's first day of daycare that I really realized that, okay, I, I don't have a side for my side hustle anymore because she's waking up in the middle of the night, she's waking up early. I work all day. I come home and I'm dad till about nine o'clock. And then I have like, what, an hour. Yeah. So I was driving to work um, and I was like literally having an anxiety attack. Like I was thinking about all the stuff I had to get done. I had to go to the dentist. Um, I had to get an oil change. My car stereo was making a weird noise. So I'm thinking about this huge to do list. Got to get home and take care of the baby. I'm literally driving to work to go sit in this cubicle for eight hours and like do something I don't really care about. Yeah. So I called my boss and I was like, hey, I got to take the, the rest of the week off. Like I'll be in Monday. It was Wednesday. And I just told myself, all right, I'm going to take the next few days, work from home as if I had quit my job. Just see if I even like it. See if I can make any money. See like what I would even do. And so I did it uh, Wednesday, told my wife I was calling in for Wednesday. I didn't tell her about Thursday, Friday. (laughs) Thursday was Valentine's Day. So didn't tell her on Valentine's Day that I'm just hanging out at home all day. And uh, on Thursday, Valentine's Day, (laughs) the owner of the company, great dude, Matt Kerr, shout out if he's watching. But he called me. He's like, hey, where are you at? 
I was like, I had to take the rest of the week off. I just had a bunch of stuff to catch up on. He's like, well, I've been meaning to talk to you about your future here at Kirsch anyway. So, like, it can wait till Monday, but uh, we'll just talk then. And I was like, no, fuck that, dude. I'm not yeah. spending the next four days like, about thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm at the gym now. Let me call you when I get home. So I call him, and he's like, basically, we're just shooting the shit. And I'm like, uh, I was like, yeah, man, you know, I've just been thinking it's time to either shit or get off the pot. You know, I love Kirsch. I love the company. I love all you guys, but I just have to do this. Or I'll I'll be on my deathbed someday thinking about, like, what if I did do it? I I would much rather fall flat on my face and tell literally everybody, hey, you guys were right. Hey, man, that takes some balls. Big balls. It did. It was I mean, it was kind of stupid, but at the same time, it was like, there was no other option. It sounds like I had an option. If you're not in that position, you're like, what are you talking about? Your option was, it was not an option. I no. had to do it. You weren't you know, happy. When you want to make your passion your paychecks, the whole point of this freaking podcast is called Now or Never. Because I didn't, if you, and you've heard, if you guys have heard this before, if you go to any nursing home and you interview 100 people, there, 99, 98 of them are going to talk yep. about regret. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was the same thing, my, like, like my parents who aren't tattoo people. Obviously, we are. Like, you're going to regret <laughs> having that when you're older. I'm like, I would rather regret having this. Now it's disformed and discolored and tell a story about it being like shit i wish i would have done something yeah yeah i don't fear losing i fear losing out i'm not trying something mm-hmm. and that's just it and that's where you guys you guys have been in my office the ridiculous amount of motivational posters i have everywhere i'm obsessed with but that's just it, it it's i mean you it, you it, no great thing comes out of a place of complacency or comfort and right. it's going to come out of a place of very yeah. high level of discomfort and no safety net and that's why you should you should be successful. So what Tyler was talking about, not telling her, of course, the owner, Matt, we just talked, uh, I quit. And he was going to tell me, uh, he's like, oh, I was just going to see, like, if you wanted to be our health guy, like, I can tell you're not that into trucking. They just got a new place. Uh, He was going to have me run the gym and all this. And I was like, yeah, but I'm still coming in there eight hours. I'm not really doing what I want to do. So I'm like, no, I'm just going to do this. But he's like, well, I was like, and you had to call me today, man. I, I ruined Amy's Valentine's Day every single year. It's like cursed. <laughs> I was like, why, why do we have to do this today? He's like, just don't tell her. But then, of course, he goes and tells everyone. So she hears it through the grapevine the next day. Again, I didn't even tell her I'm working from home. Definitely didn't tell her I just quit my fucking six-figure job <laughs> with a baby that just started daycare yesterday. And so uh, I ended up telling her I was going to tell her Friday. But she heard it through the grapevine through someone else, and that's how it turned into a pretty sticky situation for me. (laughs) (laughs) She was pissed the first couple weeks. Oh, yeah. 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 Big time. Rightfully so, again. Yeah. Yep. But now she's very happy we did it. Well, it worked out. Yep. Yeah, it worked out. And and I was going to say earlier when you were talking, Tim, that I, I don't believe in failure. You know, I've said this on our podcast, but I fuck up all the time. But I take, I take my losses and grow from them and and become better from them. So it's not a failure to me. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. you quit, that's like literally my only. All right, failure like, is only quitting. That's yeah. it. The only time you have failure is when you If you take what you learn and get the feedback from it and readjust and go back to attacking it, yeah, there's no such thing as failure. Well, it's the story of FedEx, and there's been people have seen a lot of stories about FedEx. But the guy who got through Harvard Business School, the highest grade he ever got on the FedEx business plan was a D. 
And this is Harvard. Like nobody would ever use uh, FedEx, this company called FedEx, if they had the United States Post Office, which we all have at now. Anybody's ever shipped anything to the fucking post office, but it was a thing. <laughs> so he's got tens of millions, and this is a long time ago. So we're talking a shitload of money wrapped up. He's got some planes. He's got trucks. He's got this. The first pack, three. They the first day that they they shipped and delivered three packages, two of which they sent to themselves. To from see themselves. If they got delivered. <laughs> and, and so they have one paid customer, and he's got investors freaking out, board of directors. Everyone's like, what the hell? And, and all he said to him, he goes, cool, we figured out how to successfully ship and deliver on time one package. Now let's multiply it. Yep. Now, how many of us would have, like, we're talking millions, been like, oh, fuck. Oh, you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, let's readjust the plan. Um, but they stuck to it. And I think most of them, it's there from Sony to anyone else, like the guys who started Sony, it had, it had, a, it had a, a hand radio. That's what it was. That's what Sony started out with. Nobody knew who Sony was. And a company had offered to buy it for, at that point, I want to say it was like a million dollars. This is like 1965, 1970. And, you know, everybody else is like, oh, God, we made it. And he goes, no, we're going to sell that. They're like, well, no, this company's going to give us a million dollars. We're going to take 10 years to make a million. No, this is what, and look at Sony now. Mm-hmm. It's what a household name KFC. all over the entire world. I was reading a KFC. Book. You guys have heard my thing on Colonel Sanders. Yep. Have you heard my thing on Colonel no, Sanders? No, no, okay, Colonel Sanders was 65 years old and retired, get uh, his first uh, check for, like, I think it was $165 for Social Security. And people don't realize Colonel Sanders didn't start being Colonel Sanders until he was 70 years old. Yep. So he figured, what do I, this sucks. I don't want to live like this. So what do I have? The only thing I have is a really kick-ass chicken recipe a lot of people like. So he went around to chicken restaurants throughout the South and says, I don't want you to pay me for my recipe. I just want you to pay me a percentage of their profits from any piece you sell for it, and that's it. And what do you think they said? I mean, look like Santa Claus of the summer. Get out of here. You know, yeah. like, no, I have my own chicken recipe. He had 1,009 no's before he had his first yes. How many of us would have quit at 10, 100, oh, or even yeah. 1,000? To even continuously going, I wouldn't have had that fortitude. And now Colonel Sanders is forever going to be I an institution Starbucks in the United States. I think very similar, where yeah. he went to like 250 banks, and they were all like, no. And it wasn't until like, we'll have to check the numbers, but it's over 200. It's like the 251st <laughs> bank's like, all right. <laughs> I was just yeah. reading a book last night that talked about Rockefeller. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, how... Rockefeller got his first break. He had, uh, what the hell? I think it was like 500000 back then that, that he had investors give him to invest in the oil industry. And they said, all right, go figure out where to, where to invest this, where to put it. So he went over to all these different oil companies and you know took the trip, personally went to around to these oil companies to figure out where he wanted to put this money. And he came back, and that was his first big investment trip with actually having money, which back in, shit, when his Rockefeller days, back in 1957? Uh, that was a that, long time yeah. ago. $500,000 is a lot of fucking money. And he came back after that first trip with all of it. Didn't invest a penny. And everyone's like, what the hell? He's like, he just didn't feel right. And it, it, the book, the story, the point of the story was that you always had to trust your gut. Yeah. Because all the guys that, that was, that was right around the first market crash. And all the guys that had invested ended up going bankrupt. And he didn't invest anybody's money, waited, got into it, and then owned the majority of the oil stock wow. in the United States. But, and and, and how many people would have been like, shit, I got I 500 go grand. Back, this is yeah. my only chance. Yeah. This is yeah. my only chance. I got to put it somewhere. No, you don't. You know? Well, and that's just it. I think there's a lot to be said about people who just try to take, take a risk on themselves. If you don't bet on you, nobody else is going to bet on you. Exactly. Ever. And that's just it. And that's, you know, I cut my salary by 80%. sold everything I own. So much shit on Craigslist that my kids thought they were next. And, and literally <laughs> put it on the wall. And it was like, you're insane. I go, I know. You know, and that was just it. And, 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 it's, and, and four months into it, it's not going well. 
And so I started telling everybody how great I was. And then I started picking up a little bit. And then we just like, okay, I'm going to flip flop. I'm going to change the business model a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to adjust some things. I'm going to read some, I'm going to go do some stuff. And, and boom, boom, I just kept doubling down on myself that when Brittany and I met, like I hadn't owned a home. I was apartment to apartment forever. I can think why, because I was just so in that mentality that everything I ever had, any money I had, I got my ass kicked in the stock market in 0809, lost my ass in my house. So I'm like, I fuck this, I'm betting on me. So I looked at what Warren Buffett does. Look at Warren Buffett, like, well, he's a great stock investor. No, he's not. Warren Buffett buys companies. They may happen to be in the stock market, but he, he doesn't buy stocks, he buys companies. He buys a controlling interest in Coca-Cola. He buys well, when he said that he had an interview years back when I was a kid on this, he bought Dairy Queen. And they watched buy Dairy Queen. He goes, I like ice cream. <laughs> it was it. This is at a Dairy Queen while he's eating ice cream cone. He goes, Can you say no to this? Should I, I go buy a red vine factory. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, red vines are not nearly as good as Twizzlers. Anyways, False. I, I, Twizzlers or red vines? Twizzler. Thank you. I like Twizzlers as well. Boom. Uh, Nailed it. Outvoted. Outfreaking uh, voted. All right. Let anybody watching this podcast, Twizzlers or Red Vines, we're going to let this go in the viral. Don't all let me all the comments. Let her lose this because I'm so sick you of that. Can use Red Vines as that, straws. That, yeah, because they're fucking plastic. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> they are, we, this conversation has happened for seven oh years. Like it's, it's, they're, they're, they're plastic with like uh, flake strawberry bullshit. Twizzlers are wax. <laughs> flake strawberry bullshit. They're, they're, no, they're just, it's crap. It's just absolute <laughs> crap. Anyways, well, I, I, Honestly, I think we could go all day. I, I love what you guys are doing. I, I love what you guys represent and what you're doing for people. I've seen firsthand you guys talk people out of depressive states on your group, and I think it's impressive as hell. I love what you guys are doing podcast-wise. Like anybody who's putting money into a podcast right now to literally just help out their fellow man and woman I think is fantastic because I know exactly firsthand, obviously, being in the same studio, exactly what that takes and what that mm-hmm. financial contribution and time away from your kids and your spouse and how important that is. And uh, I think we're just glad to know you guys and so glad oh, that you guys man, on. I appreciate so it. I want you we- guys to tell all of our followers how to follow you, how to find you, all that stuff, names, everything you're doing. I want everybody to know where to go. He's a master at that, before he does the spiel, um, huge thanks to you, A, for having us on your platform yeah. today, but B, again, for letting us use your studio. Tim's the kind of guy that will give you the shirt off his back. As a matter Absolutely. of fact, this shirt is actually from Tim's back. I got it a couple weeks ago. But, yeah. <laughs> um, no, seriously, huge thanks. Yeah. You, you never... I don't want to say you never say no and people are hitting you up now, but you're one of the most selfless guys I've ever met. I appreciate, so appreciate that. You. Thank you. Can I too say one more thing about sure. what we were talking about real quick? So... Joel's not one to toot his own horn, but anybody that is looking to start their own company and listening to that story about how he quit a six-figure job, you know, making $5,000 a year off his side hustle and just went all in, you're, has it even been a year yet? Are you over a year now? Uh, yeah, Valentine's Day was a year. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit over a year, like a year and a half now since you quit your job. And, but, so we're talking like, you know, six-figure regular job, quit with a newborn baby, a wife that's pissed at him, went all in on this, and now a year and a half later is doing, I'm not going to throw your your business out there, but we'll just say doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, a year and a half later, because he went with his gut and followed his 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 instincts and took the risk. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what we're all here for. We're mm. all here... We are entrepreneurs, especially on your podcast. You know, oh, yeah, now or never podcast. I've so it's the same thing. Like, what are you so afraid of? Like, the, and I you that like, you're going to fail. Well, you're going to fail. And the thing is, and, the, and people yeah, are like, well, it's not just that. I go, well, tell me, what is it? What is it you're afraid of? What other people are going to think of me? And, I and, feel and, like, and, you- and honestly, if you really see it comes down to it, that's the end. There's a lot of stuff that leads to that, and every time it is, like, I'm going to go bankrupt. What does that mean to you? Like, you make people actually verbalize it. Say, well, I'm going to lose my house. 
Uh, I can tell you about 900 ways not to lose your house through this right now. In fact, you're even more easy to get a mortgage after you've had bankruptcy than you are before because of government programs. I go to each list. I go, so you're afraid of what people's perception is if you fail. And that's what it comes down to for 99% of and people. And you have to believe in yourself, man. You I'm, I'm a true and, believer and that, quick, that your life is your reality. Your perception turns into your life thoughts be turn into things. So if you are your biggest supporter and you think you can do it no matter what, no matter what anybody else says, you add haters, I add haters, no. you and, add and, haters, and here's, you know, well, and here's the thing. The number one plague this country has is that people give way too much of a shit about what other people think of them. I agree. And yeah. God damn it. Let it go. Like literally you get one shot at this life. That's it. And if you wasted the majority of your fucking time and worrying pe- about what Tom, Dick and Harry or Susie had to say about you. Good God. I mean, shut the fuck up, get up off your ass and get to work and enjoy life. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it, it, I, I'm, I'm, I tell our kids a hundred times, do what's going to fill your soul. Yep. Exactly. Well, I mean, the money will come if you're the best in your field. If you're you can adding find value money. and following your passion, it's going to work out. It might not happen overnight, but it's going to work out no yep. matter what. I guarantee it. And people ask us, I'm like, do you guys really like, oh yeah, we literally do this with our kids and we let them fail, mm-hmm. fall right on their face. Yeah. Another, I'm like, and it was, we've had it. I was like, well, I broke my phone case. I guess you shouldn't have done that shit, huh? They're like, well, I, I'm going to put money in my bank account. That used that my our daughter, our 12 year old daughter. You've already broke your screen four fucking times. That savings account is depleted. Well, what am I going to do without a phone? I guess you'll have to act like we did back in 1990 or whatever the fuck age we were when that happened. <laughs> like, I guess you'll have to have what it's like not to have a phone and not be connected to the world. I think it's a good thing. And plus, you learn to like take responsibility for take your care shit. Of stuff. Like, the, and, and it's it's one of those. It, you know, is my parent best thing my parents ever did was let me be homeless, and I was homeless. And it you never get that out of your system because that whole where's my meal going to come from. And is it going to be so cold in my car tonight that I can actually get some sleep? Or in my case, it was a summer. Was it so fucking hot that, I mean, to cool off, I'd have to go drive around the block a couple of times, let the air flow through, and then repark my car and go back to bed. Literally, you never lose that. And I think that without that experience, had my parents bailed me out of something, I wouldn't be who I am today. You think someone's Absolutely. always going to be there to bail you? The exactly. biggest yeah. virus people have to themselves is limits. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels limited. They feel like they can't do this. They can't do that. They want to start the company. They, they want to get a six-pack. They want to lose 100 pounds. They, they want to do whatever. Nobody feels like they can do it. And if you don't feel like you can do it, you're never going to do it. You're not ever going to be able to do it. Like, that's the reason that I I feel like, and I'm not even, I don't even consider myself super successful. And, and I'm, you know, I've got companies that are starting off from the ground up that are not successful yet. But I know that they're going to be because I know it's going to happen and I don't have any limits on myself. I truly believe there's certain things that I just don't want to do, so I'm no. not going to do them. But I truly believe that anything that I want to do, I can do. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for anybody. Anything that anybody wants to do that they put their passion towards that matters to them, they can do it. Well, right? yeah, I understand. I've and started, so people I've, are people are scared. They just they, just, think they, they can't you do you it. You got to look at averages. I've started over twelve LLCs and S corporations. There are three active today. I have a twenty five percent success rate. That's just it. Takes one. I lost four hundred grand in a company one. once. Oh yeah, I've in two done, years, I've cash. done so much you know dumb I mean? shit. It's and that's thing. People are like, "Well, you understand? I only have a thousand bucks." I'm like, "I guarantee you can figure it the fuck out." Yep. I mean, that's just it. I mean, I mean God, there's a will, there's a way. There is. Absolutely. So tell us how to find everybody. Yeah, sorry, that was a that was a ta- <laughs> tangent, but I just want to throw that out and add it in. But all right, so we uh, we have the Dad's Who Live podcast. Um, our website with our apparel and the podcast is all the podcast links is www.dadswholiftofficial.com. Um, we're on YouTube. 
YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Please, uh, we'd appreciate a like and share on, yeah. on YouTube. Certainly appreciate it. Um, we have a Dad to Lift IG handle, Dad to Lift Official, and then we are on Facebook as Dad to Lift Podcast. And then our fitness group on Facebook is Dad to Lift Official. Um, we've talked about the group, so I don't need to go more into that. No, um, I mean, but shit, Tim, I appreciate it, man. Well, I, I appreciate it. I think everybody that listens on this, like, understand. I'm, I'm going to go my little thing that's going through my YouTube studio stats this morning. Thank everyone for listening. Like we appreciate everybody's time listening to this. Hope you all get something out of it too. Please, please, please go like and subscribe their channel. Like and subscribe ours as well. We had 120,000 minutes listened to watched you just on YouTube in the last seven or eight days, and only 12% of that are actually subscribed to our damn channel. So for God's sakes, please go subscribe and like. Like I ain't blowing you up with spammy shit because I'm honestly too busy to give to do any spammy shit. So just go subscribe and like, because guys, that's how we get ratings up on YouTube. Allows us to spread a message of positivity and hope. And if you guys like what we do, we're not even asking for money. Neither of these guys. Nope. Just go and no like ads. and subscribe the damn thing. And you know what? Oh, crazy! Share the goddamn thing. That'd be fantastic. All right, thanks, guys. God bless. Thanks. Red Red story is you are you, and I am me. Just be I'm a gentleman Now I'm settled in Even when they said I'm let him in I said guess again What's the way I walk into a room And everybody stare Godfather-like presence Everybody know I'm here Stepping right into my office Pouring bearing on the rocks Toast To the homies that gonna never see the light And the haters that forever see my ghost What a night